Hello, hello, welcome to the Mindfulness Adebian Podcast, Lele here. Um, another week passed, I hope many mindful moments for all of you. Another excellent thing I discovered, right, the altruistic August 2021 calendar, thanks to Rashik, uh, Rashik Parmar that shared the link with me, right, I didn't know uh, this amazing, lovely initiative uh, happened, so I already shared the link on the our Slack channel, but I will put it as well, uh, you know, in the podcast, uh, in documentation and information, uh, so every day there there is an opportunity to do uh, something altruistic, something good for the others, right? Uh, for example, you know, today um, we we should, you know, uh, thank someone you are grateful to and tell them why, right? So enjoy this and uh, enjoy all the following days for some altruistic activities. Um, I enjoyed actually the, the week that just passed, I think... Uh, part of it was because the Slovakia practices started again and I missed, like there was one month um, without it, right? And, you know, the, the relationship you have with, um, uh, you know, your other IBMers and colleagues that come and you practice together and you have a chat, it's kind of unique. So I was very looking forward uh, this month to start and there are actually new practices that you can find in the calendar that is very interesting some work started happening uh, the summit uh, started getting a shape the newsletter that uh, soon is gonna come as well uh, is getting a better shape as well right uh, we had some meetings with um, uh, IBMers that are actually practicing around the world that are not yet adding the, all the practices in the calendar, so I expect there will be even more cooperation moving forward and more in this kind of process of, you know, grouping, uh, you know, all the spontaneous uh, mindfulness and meditation groups uh, around the IBM world, right? So it's um, it's very uh, refreshing week with many news and many, many gatherings, right? Um, and now, Pat, uh, actually, the, the guest today is quite interesting. He's like uh, your mentee, right? So I, I, you, you have a, a man of, uh, you know, a lot of resources. I didn't even um, know you had mentees, so I'm very happy to, to talk to, to, to your mentee. So uh, any, before we get to, to our guest, anything from you? Yes, mentees, lots of mentees. I uh, I don't know if I if I counted them, but there's probably around seven or, or eight mentees. I think it's super important to have mentees and have mentors. Something that I've been practicing for for many years. I learn a lot from mentees. I learn a lot from mentors, and I highly recommend everyone find a mentor uh, and and find people that you can mentee. For news, we um, we just finished with one of our uh, cohorts, a, a six-week mindfulness program. We had these Wellness Wednesdays, and we had about 400 interns in the U.S. learn mindfulness from myself, Jalen Jones, Jessica DeSimone, Marta Haynes, and we have phenomenal MPS scores and phenomenal testimonials and, and comments. Uh, so mindfulness played a, a really big role for the whole intern experience, and our second cohort is going to be with us for two more weeks. So lots also going on in, in the P-TECH space. Uh, yeah, more of that in, in the future. I'm looking forward to 
our altruism days and then checking out that calendar. And I'm also excited about getting more of the practice groups, more of the practice leaders on the calendar. And I'm super excited for the newsletter. So that's what I wanted to share. Thanks, Leila, for the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to this conversation with, with one of my mentees. Let's go. Uh, bring us to the world of our guest, Pat. Who do, did you bring this time to our podcast? Sometimes I feel like it's, it's being brought to us. Uh, and maybe that's how I'll introduce the guest is by Summersby. Maybe you can say how you ended up here. Okay. Um, thank you, Patrick. So I ended up here as I expressed, Patrick, kind of an interest in mindfulness and how I'd love to incorporate this in my final year at university and base my dissertation on mindfulness and its impact within businesses um, and personally draw upon my own experiences of how it's helped me within my placement year um, at IBM. And I was really thankful for his help and opportunity to be my mentor during this time. So he invited me on today. And uh, from, from a mindfulness perspective, you, um, did you, you know, just know about it from, from Pat or before or what, what was the okay. first thought, so first practice? It started when I started university. Um, my roommate's mum was actually certified in mindfulness and she started discussing her practices with me. And because of this, I got invited along to a few mindfulness events, but it really started properly at the beginning of COVID as I couldn't go home because my parents, I live with my grandparents and they're quite elderly. So my best friend said to me, come stay with me and my mum. And her mum has her a mindfulness retreat at her house so I spent a couple of months at this mindfulness retreat and it really changed my perspective my view on the world my feelings of inner peace and I started my placement with this great outlook and perspective that really gave me a growth mindset when coming in and kind of set all my priorities straight and I think it, it began there really. And since then I've just been kind of having my mindset on writing in my dissertation as it's helped me regain focus, deal with stresses at work. And I think from an employee point of view, I think it's such a poignant topic and I wish more people knew about it or had that insight as well. Um, so I really wanna get some, I really wanna get like a good piece out there. If that's a good answer. <laughs> So your answer, it's a great answer. Thank you. I could, my mind was just jumping to, you know, living at a mindfulness center, right? For a few months. That's awesome. Exactly. It was an amazing opportunity. It really was cool. So you, you mentioned kind of this inner peace, but was there anything else that you brought from that center, from that learning into the workplace that you could talk a little bit about? Yeah. So I think... For me personally, I had I went through a very hard time early on in my placement. So I had the death of my granddad and um, I lived with him and he had built the house I was living in and I couldn't leave because of COVID and restrictions. So I think when you have that huge loss, it was able to bring back this presence and meaning within what I was doing again and find love and healing. So I actually went on to give some talks on mindfulness 
within work and kind of what it did for me. And it was a really nice way of connecting with other people again. And people were sharing their own experiences of, look, I, I had lost someone during this time as well, or I was going through hard times. And it was about creating these relationships, even working virtually, as that was something I had a bit of like skepticism on coming into the workplace and meeting everyone for the first time and kind of having to reach out as we didn't have that office environment. And also I used to have a bit of an issue with stress in work. I would get a bit overwhelmed. Um, I was finding that the breathing, regulating, coming back, I wasn't feeling as overwhelmed and getting panicky and finding myself shutting down, but I was actually becoming more awake. And I was able to go, okay, how do I actually solve this problem? Okay, I ask this person and then go on this investigation trail and figure out the answer. But I wasn't stopping myself anymore. I was actually helping myself and it was aiding me and letting me be more creative as well because I was coming out of my shell, getting involved in new things and wanting to find new ways of doing things. So I think that was a big part of my journey within that. There is a lot to unpack what you, what you, what you said, what you said eh? so yeah. we, we have uh, presence, right, uh, we have emotions, right, and dealing with, uh, uh, you know, you, you spoke about strong loss, but uh, it doesn't really actually matter if it's strong, uh, positive experience or strong loss or strong anxiety, it's still like a, um, an emotion that is overwhelming us, right, and where uh, understanding um, how this emotion doesn't control our days anymore, but how we can observe it from uh, a certain kind of way where uh, we can enjoy it better, right? Than you know, either suffering or getting totally taken by it. Uh, and then you 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 spoke about the the, the, the stress, right? And the managing, uh, you know, moment of uh, hecticness or a moment of complete. Um, you know, kind of a lot of things and at the same time, right? So in all of these three paths, mindfulness uh, provided uh, an opportunity for, for, for you to, you know, learn that actually that there is a way how your mind can be used for um, looking at your reality from a different point of view, right? So now, uh, how, how did this impact your uh, yourself right as a person like before maybe your university time right and and now right and how then now are you going out and talking about it with your peers and friends and colleagues yeah I think I'm definitely a different person completely different and I think another thing I think I'm authentically myself and I feel gratitude for that I enter into environments now where I'm not kind of afraid to say like I don't know this I don't know that and have open conversations and be like can you teach me these things even with the loss that you're talking before this overwhelming feeling even within all of that I was able to find gratitude and be thankful for what I have within the present the people who are here the opportunities I do have and it gave me something to kind of wake up in the morning and be happy about and I think and excited for and just be at peace with so I think it brought me a, brought me a lot of peace that I didn't think I had before or had been able to tap into um, and I think that's really interesting I think it's opened my mind a lot um, and it's definitely helped with my relationships both personally and work-wise as I don't think I take them for granted anymore now I definitely I think 
I definitely look after them a lot better and I actually ask people like how are you doing keep up with them just make sure that we're both we're both on the same kind of wavelength and yeah it's 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 changed my life in so many different areas and I couldn't be more thankful for it if that if that answered your question I hope so yes can you tell us a little bit about the the paper what kind of angle are you approaching it or maybe what are some preliminary hypotheses that are coming up whatever it is of course so i've just finished my placement now so i want to refine the question that's kind of what i'm taking the month to kind of do i want to maybe focus on performance specifically how mindfulness impacts an employee's performance and then maybe go into um, some statistics i was looking them up the other day actually and a lot of workplace stress and these kind of feelings or emotions or feeling as though employers aren't catering for that has come up a lot so there's been quite a few themes but i'd be really interesting if you have kind of an angle that you think i should focus on i think the, the more that we we measure you know like you're saying performance and, and well-being in, in general mm -hmm. is going to be beneficial what's always key or interesting for us is you know how does this tie back to the the strategy or finances what's the return of investment and and maybe kind of how best to measure that like what there's so many different ways to measure mindfulness and surveys and assessments and these questions and those questions yeah so maybe just making it make, making it simpler to, to answer that question you know, what's the what's the return on investment? like how what you were describing before kind of that person you were uh, and, and, and you are now, is there a way to put that into, you know, numbers into a more quantitative uh, approach? So, I don't know if I have a good answer for you, but more questions to think no, about. It's, it's very thought provoking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have a look into that. No, that was a good answer, Patrick. How, how, how is uh, the evolution of uh, Somersby as a mentee, Pat? <laughs> what did you observe? What is it like uh, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives? When the student is really ready, the teacher departs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. So uh, one thing maybe yeah. I uh i mean i i'm not really i mean, I mean me and pat we're, we're not such a old fellas but definitely we we are uh of the generation where uh, still we didn't have social network where we were born right uh so now now the environment is even more um complex right particularly you know who's who is studying now or who just finished university now or maybe is now in the high school and so on uh there is a even more um, predominance of uh, technology in our uh, social relationship, right? So I wonder if you have any thought about how mindfulness can impact the way how we approach, um, uh, you know, the, the collaboration and the relationship and networking with, with people and friends and colleagues and anyone you met along your, your way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a complex question, isn't it? Um, what do you mean, just work-wise or personally within our personal relationships? So more LinkedIn-based. 
between people, right? Like uh, you and your friends or you and uh, other students or you and people that you deal with around, right? Yeah. Did, did you find any mindfulness into it or did uh, it impact you in any way, anyhow? To be honest, that's quite interesting because I think when I started work, and not to not to name anyone or say anything, I think social media and sending messages particularly, they can sound a bit blunter. And sometimes you can read something and you can take offense to it because you don't know the context in which it's said. It could be them just asking for something, but it, in your own mind, it could be a bit as if someone's saying something in a negative tone. And I think having that elevated level of mindfulness when you read something and going, okay, it's not, it's not angled at me negatively is just asking for something or maybe stating something and being able to rise above it say it's not personal it's just someone doing their job they just want to receive something and it's my role to kind of help them and I want to help them with this and not take offense and take something they've said and blown it out of context and just be mindful within that and remember that it is as I said before it is text and you can't really read the context of something so I think being mindful in that element has really helped me whilst on my placement. I'm not getting a bit worried when someone above me or in a higher position has kind of said something as bluntly. Um, but I think other than that, in social media in itself, I think it's so important to be mindful that a lot of things we say, it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people or say someone's doing an achievement um, or getting something at the moment and say you apply for something, you may not get it it's so easy to be hard on yourself and say, oh no, I haven't got this or I haven't got that. But I think it's measuring yourself against what you're doing and being able to feel proud of yourself for your own achievements. Okay, maybe they might have this at present, but I'm working towards what I want to and I'm on my own path and I'm doing all I can at present and I'm proud of myself for that. So I think that's another thing I try to be mindful of. I don't know if you have anything to add, Patrick. <laughs> It is a great question, you know, lately that definitely needs to be studied more and, and looked at. Similarly, what you're saying about being just more, more mindful of receiving. And I think there's a big element of being mindful of, you know, sending stuff as well and setting expectations. So it's all really about, you know, increasing awareness and paying attention to, to what you're doing and what is that making you feel and think and, and respond? And like you said, inclining then the mind more towards or paying more attention to the fact I'm alive and that there's so many things to be grateful for in, in this very moment. Question that I have before we slowly start wrapping up with a kind of practice at the end. Does everyone need to spend a few months at a mindfulness center in order to to get the you know results or the, the benefits that you're talking about right now how does how would you recommend someone get started or, or you know how would you speed up that process for somebody or do you have to go through that i i don't think you have to go through that to be honest i think when i entered that at the stage of life where i was at i was before covid i was very i i hate to admit it now but i wasn't a very mindset of perfectionism i wanted the top grades I wanted to be cheer captain, which I was. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be the top at everything I was doing. And I was so focused on creating this level of perfectionism that I wasn't enjoying my life as much. And I think it took COVID and stepping out of that 
and taking that time out of what I was in to really realize that I wasn't happy. I wasn't enjoying the present moment. And for me, that worked for me, but I think it's, it's easier to get in than that. I think literally just having that curiosity and doing your research and there's so many, there's so many online tools to use and even asking friends who may be involved in it and just having that discussion, that open discussion and opening your mind to it, that initial open-mindedness. So no, I don't think you need to, but I think you need that initial curiosity. And I think that's really what propels you forward and just giving it a go, seeing what works for you. I don't think one mindfulness practice works for everyone. I think you kind of tailor it and find which one does work. But no, I definitely don't. <laughs> nice. So there, there is a practice I recommend for everyone that is on social, uh, on social media, right? Just look at yourself looking at social media right? and notice where is your attention going you will discover a lot more about yourself right what you're looking at the first thing and what is reaching your attention more often than what else right so you will will you will know a lot uh, but coming to practice actually is any anything that is like your favorite practice so must be anything you would like to uh, recommend or lead or share with our listeners yeah, to be honest, I could go back and try the self-regulation one, which is just a simple breathing one, which I do when I maybe feel a little bit stressed or a little bit overwhelmed. And to be quite honest, I do it about three times a day. Um, it's just breathing. So you're inhale for four counts and then I hold for three counts and then I exhale for four counts. And I do that for about three times. Um, and that usually helps me center myself and carry on with my day. So we could do that now. So if you want to breathe in for four, so one, two, three, four, and then we're going to hold for three, one, two, three, and exhale for four, one, two, three, four. And then you can repeat the process as much as you like. If you'd like to do it for three, maybe if you want to do it for four, if you're having a particularly stressful day. Um, but hopefully you feel as centered as I do when you do it. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's... Uh, um, it, it, it is something that regardless for how how often you do it right but mm -hmm. even if you do it once uh, it has the, the power to really calm down any any of the you know weirdness or the emotion or the stressful moments and anything else so but doing it regularly improves as well your mind daily mindfulness and daily awareness Thank you for sharing, Summersbeen. Thank you, Pat, for bringing our lovely guest with us. Mm -hmm. Is there anything we should finish with? Uh, maybe a purse of wisdom or any, anything that we were supposed to say and we didn't say yet? Summersbeen? Uh, oh, I, I don't think so. Patrick, do you have anything to add? <laughs> mm. I mean, we could, we could talk for hours about you know, all sorts of things and practice some more. But what I, uh, I'll just reflect upon the you know, practice you just did. There's something about, you know, 
you could just be scattered in the mind and all the stimulus around you. And if you bring attention to the breath and you hold it and, you know, you're exhaling it, it's all, it like zooms in and you're just so present, so here, so connected, you know, with the body, with it. The word that's coming up for me is like life force because this breath's coming in and out 20,000 breaths per day. And it's, yeah, it's just welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Lele, for, for being great questions as always. And inside Summersby, we wish you all the best on, on your journey. And we will talk to you oh, yes. I don't know, in a year or two from now. And you could tell us more about your findings for sure. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it today. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for listening, everyone. See you in a week from now with another episode of our Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.